Welcome to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, a show where you'll hear from inspiring people in and around the deaf community and from your host, Ahmed Khalifa. Welcome to episode 8 of Hear Me Out CC podcast. I am indeed your host, Ahmed Khalifa, and this is going to be an interesting topic, especially at this time of the year, because at the time of recording, it's just a few days away until Christmas. And for many people, it means that there's a, a gathering of some sort with your friends and family. And I think you know what I mean. It's like a big table, you have lots of food in the middle, people around, and, you know, it's just a gathering of sort, whether small or large. And it doesn't have to be related to Christmas, but it can be in any event, really, even like birthdays or networking events or special occasions. There's always the dreaded, dinner tables involved. And I use the word dreaded deliberately because some people do dread it. And it's a strong word, but people do dread it. And that is because of the dinner table syndrome, or DTS, as sometimes it is called. What is that? I mean, you think about dinner table syndrome, you think it's like a disease of some kind, but it's not like that. But it's kind of a common word in the, uh, in the whole deaf and hard of hearing community. And what it is, is when the deaf person or someone who's very hard of hearing experiences of being left out at the dinner table. Because there are a lot of people talking and there's joking and there's laughter from the hearing people. And obviously it's all via spoken words. And it's difficult for us to kind of keep up, to understand what's going on and just to kind of follow the flow of a conversation. And then you have to ask that also dreaded, what did he, she say? And the response sometimes tends to be, oh, it's not important. Oh, I'll tell you later. And oh, it doesn't matter. Hate that thing. But it does happen. And it happened to a lot of people. And that is why this kind of phrase called dinner table syndrome exists. So because of that, that person then becomes isolated, becomes stressed out, lonely, frustrated, angry, feeling unimportant. And then what then happened is that person kind of seek refuge by sitting alone or, you know, go read a book or go on the computer or just flick through their phone, most often in another room as well. And I, I guess maybe it's kind of hard for you to imagine that if you are a hearing person listening to this podcast. But the best way to describe it is imagine a scenario where, for example you have a piece of puzzle, you put it all together, but you don't have all the pieces. So you can imagine, what I'm trying to say is that you can only pick up the conversation here and there, but not the whole thing, so you don't have the bigger picture. Imagine you're watching a movie, but you missed the start or the ending, so you don't know what happened there. Again, you just don't know the full story of that movie, so you missed out on a lot of things. Even, for example, if you have walked into the middle of a conversation and you are trying to catch up, it's the same thing. This is kind of what a person goes through in the dinner table syndrome scenario, is that you just kind of have that in and out loop conversation and you just don't know where you are, you try to catch up, but more often than not, it just can't catch up at all. And for a child, maybe it's different. I think for a child, it is less of a problem because 
let's face it, they don't always want to sit around the table. They just want to go play with their friends and their siblings and their cousins and, you know, they just want to play. But as you get older, you kind of want to be involved in the conversations around the dinner table and you sit there, but sometimes you can't. So, for me, maybe I'm not the best example because I don't suffer as much as other people, but I have been through it and I have had situations where I just give up and I just step away or just kind of sit there and just maybe stare at the blank space or whatever. And it does happen not just in Christmas, but, you know, dinner parties and work events and conferences and all these things. There are dinner table syndrome that can happen anywhere. Interacting with hearing people can get very tiring eventually because you're kind of intensely lip-reading people and you're focusing extra hard. And I've talked about, well, actually written about concentration fatigue, which can happen as a result of just really working hard to focus on what that person is saying. And this is by listening and or lip-reading and just trying to catch up. But you do get quite tired. And I'll link to that in the show notes. You can read about concentration fatigue, but it does exist. And if you see me or other people who are going through the same thing and they end up being quiet or they don't stay at gatherings, there's a reason for that. It just can be very, very exhausting. And then there's this situation where also if you do manage to get the conversation going and you're having a conversation with someone... And sometimes you get talk about something related to deafness, which, you know, sometimes it's okay, but you don't want that all the time. You know, there are other topics that we would like to talk about instead of just look what sign language I've learned in college. You know, there are other topics that I'd want to talk about and not just about deafness. Just like anybody in a hearing situation in a world where you can sit around a table, you talk to people, you don't always focus on that one topic about yourself. It tends to be a variety of topics, doesn't it? And if you imagine as well, if you are feeling nervous about going into a room and you have to approach someone to chat to them, it's hard, isn't it? But then you can imagine for the deaf and hard of hearing people, it's even worse because there is that fear, I guess, of whether you'll be able to understand that person, whether you'll be able to hear, whether it's going to be a quiet conversation which is hard to keep up, or whether it's going to be too noisy and you can't really pick up that conversation but of course if someone breaks the ice it does help a lot it just sometimes there comes a time and place where it's difficult to have a conversation so it doesn't matter who you are there are ways to communicate and yes you can learn sign language or all that but not everyone uses sign language i'm not an expert in sign language i'm just learning it but if you're going to use that with me it's not going to help me very much but there are situations, for example, like in a well room where, you know, you can see the person lip reading. You are sitting in the middle of a table, not at the end of a table. That's kind of important because then you can't really always keep up with the conversation with the person at the other end. But in the middle, it's a little bit easier. That's another way of doing it. Technology can also help as well because there are apps which provide auto captions and they are getting better, not perfect, but they are getting better. That can help as well. And sometimes you just have to clarify maybe one word by typing it in a phone or writing it down. That also can be useful. You do not always have to slow down and definitely you don't have to 
over enunciate specific words, but clarity does help. And when I say clarity, I don't mean loud volume because shouting doesn't help. It actually makes things worse at times because it's not about the volume of the voice, it's about the clarity of the voice. And then as well as that, while you're having a conversation, you can think about maybe if you need to pause between sentences or maybe you need to repeat certain words or names that are difficult to understand again. You know, you just have to kind of work out what that topic is and whether you need to kind of explain again or clarify again. There might be that situation. It does help. And it's again, I'm trying to explain it to the people who are not suffering from dinner table syndrome. And what does it feel like? Well, I'm going to put a video in the show notes and it's a link to a website called BSL Zone where they provide you know videos created by the deaf community. And um, it's created obviously in British Sign Language, but they're all captioned as well. And there is one particular video, it lasts only like seven, eight minutes, I believe. And uh, it's a scene of how one person is going through a dinner table syndrome during a gathering. And it's only a small gathering. It's like five people at a dinner table. And that one person is actually having trouble with the communication barrier because that person is deaf and could not keep up. And it does give you a good idea of what that feeling of isolation is all about. Because as hard as it is for some people to understand... You can feel lonely in a crowded room. And what I mean by that is that you can be in front of people around you, but you just can't communicate with them. You can't connect with them. You can't, you know, get along with them. and You can't just interact with them at all. So obviously, eventually, you feel a bit lonely. So there is a moment in that video where, you know, even one of the speakers had his hand on his mouth and stroking his beard, speaking away as well which makes it impossible to lip-read, let alone understand anything, because that person, obviously, hands over their mouth, mumbling, and like... It's just like that. So that doesn't help as well. So it gives you a few scenarios where you can understand what a dinner table syndrome is about. But what I should say as well is that it's not an intentional case of exclusion. It's an unintentional case of exclusion. It is not deliberately set by hearing people, and it's common for them to not understand the effect of it, which is why I want you to watch that video if you don't understand it. Because if you're not going through it, through it, then of course you're not going to understand what is it about. But it happens everywhere, in different environments, and as I said, even like, for example, a work event, or even in an, in an office environment, you can't always keep up with the gossip in a conversation, which ultimately then affects your relationship with other people. And in the worst situation, it might even affect your chances of a promotion or having a opportunity to work at a big project that you've always wanted to do just because you haven't had that opportunity to build a relationship relationship with that person. And, you know, that's kind of unfair, isn't it? So it just, I wanted to make you aware that Dinner table syndrome does exist, and this is a time where Christmas is only a few days away, but it applies to so many scenarios as well. But at the end of the day, breaking down the barriers can lead to a healthy and beautiful relationship with other people. It's just about making sure that you are aware of what's going on and 
just trying to accommodate someone who is not able to keep up. And maybe I should highlight as well that it doesn't have to be a person who is deaf or hard of hearing. It could be someone who is maybe autistic. It could be someone with learning disability. It could be someone who is a bit of an introvert and just doesn't want to be in that environment. It could be someone who just doesn't like to, it doesn't feel comfortable being in a crowded room of people. So you just have to be elsewhere, somewhere quieter and less people, maybe less claustrophobic. You know, there are other situations where dinner table syndrome can affect other people, but I just want to speak from my own experience that I do go through it and just to share that story with you of what can happen. So be aware of that. Be aware of that when you are at the dinner table, at a table of some sort with food around you, even in a restaurant. That's not a dinner table, it's at a restaurant, but the concept is there. Make sure you're aware of it. Don't forget to just make yourself available to those people who want to connect with you, who want to kind of interact with you. Because as I said, it can lead to a healthy and beautiful relationship with each other, with other people. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell me, am I wrong? Because I think it's a good thing. So let me know. I'll put the link in the show notes again of the video where you can get in touch with me. Of course, the transcript of this conversation is also available there. You can check it out there. And let me know whether A, you have gone through it and how does it make you feel? And B, if you haven't gone through it or something that you know, you're not aware of, have you done anything about it? And what are you going to do about it as well? I'm really curious to know what you have to say. Again, link in the show notes. Get in touch with me. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I do want to thank you for listening to this episode. I would love as well if you can leave a review on iTunes. It would really mean a lot to me because then it can help me to reach more people and just share more stories and interviews and tips and advice about the deaf culture as well. In the meantime, I will speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out CC podcast, courtesy of hearmeoutcc.com.